This is the Art Empire Podcast. I'm your host, Tion Buku One. We go deep diving into some of the most amazing, inspirational people in my life that I've known who have turned their art into a career. Sharing the tips, the trades, the gems, the lugs, all that good stuff for you and yours. Enjoy. What's happening, man? Man, I'm going to kill myself away from that damn TV. I'm like, game is close right now. Man, I, uh, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I stopped, I paused it, so. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I can get back I won't, to it. Right, I won't even say nothing. I'm here, it's, it's in the peripheral, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to show any emotion either uh, way. All right. So, so you will know what goes on. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll give Cats like a few minutes to get on. Cool. But uh, when is your did your album officially released? Did you have a release yeah. forty? Yeah. Yeah, it's out. It's uh, officially out now. Yeah, the albums being out these days feels a lot different than it did back. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like I like I uploaded it, and then it's just like, <laughs> and then it's like in the universe. Like all right, well. I guess in rotation of all the shit I'm posting, I'll every now and then interject it just to yeah. remind my myself and others that it's still there. Exactly, exactly. My kids yeah. put that album out yet? I was like, uh, yeah, it's out. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a it's a trip because I every like you know I put I released mine on my birthday September first, mm. um, and I was just laboring for a minute. I'm like. Like for me, I need something tangible for it to be out. Like I need a CD or a, a, a vinyl or just something tangible. And I'm like, what do I, what do I do? And I was just like, you know, like I wanted to do like the USB flash drives. And my wife's in compliance in the financial industry. She's like, you don't want like like where people can get all your information on those things. It's really not a good look. People don't want to do that anymore. I'm like, all right, well, CDs and like no you know, people's computers don't have CDs really anymore. Yeah. So. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to press it. If it's Kabuki Theater, just so I have it. Right. I'm going to press it. So I, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I'm crazy. Final. Yeah, you going to do it? Yeah. 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 I think I might have to do that, too. It's a trip, though. Like, your shit is sampled laden like mine is, too, right? No, this one is no samples. Oh, oh well, then shit. You can, you can press anywhere. <laughs> you, have, you have no problems, then. Yeah. Yeah, well, that shit is all. I'm making music like it's 1993. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Bomb squad. Oh, dude. I mean, it's, I, I wasn't producing back then. So I'm like, I'm going back and trying to, re- like, if I was producing back then, what would I make? Right. And now I have 30 years of not only, like, samples of music before then, 
but I have 30 years of hip hop vocal samples and, and cuts to sample now that no one really knows other than us catch nostalgic vibe. So how right. am I not going to sample? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. This one, I just, we, we went no, no samples, like panicked on all the, uh, all the tracks. No okay. Yeah. So you, so you're going to get that licensing money. You're going to get them all that, all the movies and the TV shows and the bumps and yeah, all that, that shit. That's all in my future. <laughs> all right cool let's get it in this is art the empire radio it's something that's been dear to my heart i've done it in just different platforms either panels uh before this um just the whole concept of like we always encourage people kids ourselves to be artists and be involved with the arts but we never talk about the business of any of it and so we end up throwing our friends, our, our youth into the, into the like, fire with no skills as far as business. And they have, end up having love-hate relationships with business. Mm-hmm. And I came up on the business side. I was a tour manager, manager, booking agent before I was uh, an artist, so to speak. Right. So I, I really appreciate people who handle their business um, as, a, as a primary, like, as an element of hip-hop culture, as I like to say. So why don't we start with you as an artist? Why don't you introduce yourself? And talk a little bit about your artistry and how you got into what you do. Okay. So, yeah, Cap D. Um, also go by the name Capital D. Um, half of the group All Natural with my guy, Tony B. Nimble. Um, from Chicago. Uh, born in Chicago. Raised in the, south, in the south suburbs. Then moved back to the south side. Right now I live in Oakland. Been in Oakland the last uh, about ten years or eight, eight years. Eight, eight and a half years. Well, we started our own label, All Natural Inc., um, back in 1997. Um, we put out our first record at that point in time um, called No Additives, No Preservatives in 1997. And then in about 2000, I guess, we came out with uh, Second Nature, which is probably the most well-known record that we put out. Um, and we had a lot of, lot of other artists on the, on the label as well. Um, so right now we've put out five albums of the group as a group all natural and then i think i put out four solo albums if i'm correct okay i didn't know you got you had your own label so on the labels i know you're, you're an mc you produced and were you running the label too or what was your role in that yeah yeah and tone and i ran it together right okay and then so when did you start rhyming we, we don't go too deep into like the, that but like when did you start for context like when did you start rhyming and producing Man, like 87 um, is when I really started wanting to be an MC and rhyming. That was in high school at the time. Um, so, yes, that's when I started uh, producing. I bought an Akai 950 sampler probably in around like 89, 90. Okay. Right around then with the maxed out memory. Um, yeah, the floppy disk. Yeah. 20 floppy disk a beat. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so that's when I really started started producing heavy, um, right? Eighty nine, ninety, and then that's when and Tone was always so it was always me and Tone. So I was an MC um, producer. Tone was the DJ and did some production as well, um, and so that was the crew. Okay, cool. So you got you got in like right at that time at the, at the good time. Yeah. And so so you did that. Okay, so. You were putting out records, you were the MC, and then you added, you decided to go into law. Right. Went to law school. Like, tell me about, about that era, like when you decided that that was the move you were going to make and how did it affect your art at the time? Yeah. 
So we had put out two records at the time. So we put out No Attitudes, No Preservatives, first album. Then we put out Second Nature. We had several artists on the label who we have put records out to, uh, out by as well. I Am Oz Daily Planet. Um, I had always wanted to go to law school. I'd always thought about going to law school. So I, I mm-hmm. English in undergrad, I went to Morehouse. Um, and then when I was majoring in English, I didn't know if I wanted to be a writer, a journalist, um, a teacher, or um, a lawyer. And I thought right. English, you know, kind of like a middle road between all of those different paths. Mm, okay. And so um, in 99 is when I met my current wife. And at that point in time, I'm, you know, we live in show to show, check to check. Right, right. <laughs> oh, hitting shows wherever we can get them. And that, that was, like, MCing was the gig. Like I had right, right. part-time gigs here and there, but MC was basically the gig. Um, and I was like, all right, well, look, I need to create something a little more solid if we're going to if we're going to get married, start a family, um, right. so the law school. Um, okay. And my plan was, well, at that point in time, I, I was planning on not emceeing anymore, but not because of law school. Like I had just, right. Um, right. people were telling me as a Muslim, you can't do music. And so I was, you know, really hesitant about the music at that point in time. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I always felt like our music was positive. So I didn't have like issues with what I was talking about. Which right. is on whether or not it's forbidden, um, and so I just was like, "Look, if I'm going to become Muslim, I'm going to be all in." Um, right. You know, so I just gave it up, and then you know, just through reading and searching, and you know, talking to people, I was like, you know, I came back to it like, no, nah, I don't believe that it's uh, that it's forbidden. So, so right, I, right. I stopped doing music. That's like 2001. 2001 is when I went to law school, um, and then while I was in law school, dropped another album. Um, Came out in 2004, dropped another album. So, I, you know, I, I kept on. It never stopped, right? Never really, it never really stopped. Wow. Okay, so did you, okay. Law school is, is a serious thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think you yeah. might be the first lawyer we've actually had on the show. You know, we've had right. managers, tour managers, label owners, videographers, professional mural artists, but not a lawyer. Like, you have to pass the bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> like that in itself is, you know, like your life, most people I know who have passed the bar, their life was on hold for X amount of years. If they had a partner, their partner was their sole support because it's like, yo, I'm about to just be lost in this. Yeah. I'm going to be good for nothing for X amount of time. You got me. We're good. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you were, you were writing then you're right. Recording music. Yeah. I mean, so when when I got married, my wife is a doctor, so she was she was doing she was studying for the USMLEs when I right. was, um, and then I was studying for the bar when she was a resident. Right, it was just like all kinds of studying was just what we did, like you know. And right, she, she's she's more you know studious and diligent than her husband, unfortunately for her. Um, right, so. You know, yeah, I was studying for the bar, but I would still find time to take breaks and work on stuff. Um, right. You know, I just, to me, music, especially writing, even more so, right. writing was always kind of my release. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I would, I would, the same way, like if you're studying for the bar, you might find 30 minutes to work out. You right. might find an hour to go jog in or, you know, play tennis or whatever it is that you do. Right. Me, it was hip hop. Um, right, uh, you know my escape, you know. Right, it's like oxygen. You got to nourish up, regardless of you know. So 
That's right. But then when I'm, you know, when I'm practicing law, when I'm at the firm, so I was at a big firm, like I was at a right. straight corporate firm, like, right. Uh, you know, when I'm there, I'm there. Uh, right. When I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm focused on it. Like it's, it's, it's not just the job. It's the career. It's, it's, it's feeds the babies. It's, it, it, it's the thing. Right. But right. Out of it. And I'm home, especially, you know, my thing was like, I would work when I was at, when I was at the firm, I would go in like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Right. There, and I work until like seven o'clock in the evening. And I was right. daily every day, you know, Monday through Friday, but weekends, since I was working late weekends were mine. Right. And completely. Week, okay. You yeah. know, I get, get my music in, I, I, you know, be with the fam late nights, I you know get the music in. So just, you know, I just find time. Right. So did you find, uh, your vocabulary and the words you were using in your raps got a lot more multisyllabic and elaborate when you were in your, 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 your bar. But honestly, that was always my style. <laughs> be known as the, uh, the 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 multi-syllable rapper. Right, right. You know, not not the like we. So me and Greenweeds used to uh, we would write. We used to have this thing that we would push ourselves uh, when you write. The first rhyme that comes into your, the first word that comes into your, your head, you can't use that word. No. Oh, go, right. go to the third word, go to, you know, um, and it's always about multi-syllables and stringing words. Man, okay. So, so you was like, I was already that way. Just, it actually, my multi-syllabic word practice in the MC really helped me. The law really didn't change nothing. That's right. <laughs> okay. One, even before I went to law school, we had a song called Jurisdiction. Uh, and it was like jurisdiction like right it's a nice play on the word you know um but that was even that was like three years before i was even really thinking about law school so we were calling always on that right right so you were doing it okay so now we got that you got into law school and then you got your your job with the firm and then tell me about your move to the bay area and how that chapter came to play so yeah, so 2004, I came out of law school. I was at the firm from 2004 to 2012. Um, and so, yeah, I was just your typical grunt lawyer at a firm. Um, just doing all the heavy lifting, the long hours, stuff nobody else wanted to do, not glamorous, you know, just soul-crushing work at a, at a <laughs> law firm. Right. Stuff would have thought I would have been doing like you know nothing that that I felt ethically and morally like you know um conflicted about right nothing that I felt like yes this is my purpose in life you know what I'm saying like you know it was a job it was a career um but like 20 percent of the time of the work that I was doing at the firm was like sports and entertainment work oh Uh, there you go yeah so that was that was like the really interesting stuff like I always wanted to be before I went to be an MC, I went to be a basketball player. Right. Uh, and so we How tall are you now? You're six six three, six two? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. I'm I'm tall enough to, to grab that mic. Um, right, okay. <laughs> They're like you Muggsy Bogues, Bud yeah. Webb, or like Nate Robinson. Yeah, I'm closer to Nate. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, so um so yes, yeah, so like twenty percent of the work was like sports stuff. And so I would represent right. teams. We represented the Oakland A's. I was in Chicago at the time. We represented the Ooh. White Sox, the Celtics. Um, and then we represented the new ownership group, Joe Lacob and Peter Goober, when they purchased the Warriors. Okay. So 
2010 when we represented them. And then in 2012, they were looking for a new general counsel to come in and basically run a legal department at the Warriors. Right. And right. I was already representing the team on the outside. And so it was just kind of like, oh, like, yeah, I, I love to move to the Bay. Um, right. It was a dream come true. It was, it was, it was just right timing, perfect opportunity uh, to work with a team, work in the league. Um, this was be t before the team had really, you know, we had come up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, just to get on ground level with, you know, with the Warriors was just like, of course. Right. Right. So then you got in there and then like right before, what is it? 2012. So basically three, three years before, three or four years before it really started to percolate. Yeah. So 2012 right? was the year we didn't make the playoffs. Right. 2012, we drafted Draymond and Draymond has never missed the playoffs except for this year. It will be the first year. Right. And so, yeah, so he and Steph and Clay, like Steph and Clay had already, were already on the team. Yeah. That, that first summer was the summer that Draymond came. And then, you know, you know, Mark Jackson was the coach and then Steve, right. Steve came and Andre and Sean and it's, yeah. Yeah. Then, then it went. David yeah. Lee was like, all right, I see Draymond coming and David Lee got injured and it was a wrap. Yeah. 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 We, was, been, we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so, okay. So now we're going to get into, now you have your MC B-Boy producer side and you got, you know, your lawyer side. Um, how, did, how did your hip-hop roots, your B-Boy-isms influence, inspire, or help you navigate the, the business world? Mm -hmm. So from, from B-Boy and hip-hop, I learned do for self. Um, right. And always be independent. Um, you know, I learned how to navigate putting out an album, constructing an album, starting a company, running it, nurturing it, figuring out how to handle the marketing, how to handle the distribution, you know, I understand the content is king. All of those kind of things I learned from hip hop um, right. and from trying to get my stuff out. And so those same sort of things apply to me. There's so many things that we have and that we do in our lives and, and the things that we love that can apply to so many different areas if we make the connection. And if we don't right. make the connection, then it can be lost on us. And we think it's two different worlds. And yet, even though it's two different worlds, I'm the same person walking in both worlds. And so the same right. skills that, that, that make me MC are the same, same skills that make me lawyers, what I tell people like, to be a dope MC, especially if you're all about MCing the way that I think MCing is, you got to be able to write, right? Uh, top of the dome, but you got to be able to write. Like it's it's a skill. Writing is a skill. Um, and at the root, the love that I had of hip hop was a, really a love of like poetry, right? Um, and writing. And what's the skill that you have to have as a lawyer? You got to be able to write. You got to be able to analyze situations and write. Um, and be able to break things down, break down concepts that could be really complex in a very simple way so that people understand. But that's a lot of what you do as, a, as an MC is break things down and show things inside a different way so that people see right. it in different ways. Um, so I, just, I, I, was, I never wanted to sell short what I was really doing as an MC. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, our art form is elevated. It's, it's way right. elevated, elevated art form. And so, 
um, if you believe that, you know that, then you can take that and transition it to any other walk of life. Right. Okay. So, you know, what are, what are like, let's say, what are two, three of your most toughest lessons you learned navigating at, in, on, the, on the business side of things? Man, um, the one thing coming to the Warriors that's very different um, is just understanding how public everything is that we do. Right. And, and seeing things through that lens. Understand that every decision that you make is a public decision. Right. Uh, people are interested. And so truly understanding that and getting that every decision has the decision and then how it's perceived, um, making sure that you understand that. Um, so that would be probably number one. Number two is just like, I, I love, like, I didn't do hip hop just to make dope. Right. I did hip hop cause I loved it. Um, but when you get into it as a business, you really have to focus on, all right, is the thing that I'm doing today going to have an output or lead to an output that helps me sustain myself? It doesn't, even if your goal is not to make a million dollars, does it at least help you to sustain yourself? Right. And is there a, a payoff for the things that, things that it is that you're working on? And even if not, are you, have you at least weighed it and understand that you can right. take this risk? Um, you know, so that's, and having that balance between understanding that you got to make that dough, I still have my standards and my ethics and my morals and things that I will never do to make more dough. So how right. do I, how do I balance those two? So those are, so that, I think that's probably a third thing, like balance right. your ethics, your perspective, your view. Like, I think we all know what it takes to make a boatload of money. In the right. Um, it's not a secret. Um, right. Right. You know, and so, all right, what are you willing to do? Like, what are you, what, where's your line? Where is, what, what lines are you not willing to cross? What things are you willing to do and what things are you not willing to do? And are you really willing to stand on that long term? Right. No, that it's taking money out of your pocket. Are you cool with that? Right. And I don't, and I won't tell people that there's a right or wrong answer, but there's just, there's the answer. You just have to understand it. Um, right. Be honest with yourself. Yeah, there, there's, there's yours. And since you were, you got into the music and then you started indie labels. So you skipped the whole uh, luxury, privilege, or disadvantage of signing to a label where they did everything for you. You didn't have to learn that lesson way later. Like, oh shit, like, I want to put out a record as an independent artist. There's a lot more I got to do besides make the record. Yeah, yeah. We actually, be, but before we put out our, um, before we put out our first record, we actually were signed to, we were signed to Wild Pitch. Um, oh, okay. Oh, wow. We never, we were signed to Wild Pitch like a year before they lost their distribution and went under as a label. Like we were probably right. last. You caught the end of it. <laughs> last yeah. Wild Pitch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And so, but that, you know, what I learned there was the industry is fickle. Like, yeah. it's, like, like, cause at that point signing a Wild Pitch was like, like, oh yeah, like it's on. Like Wild Pitch. Oh yeah. On Wild Pitch. Yeah. Sources. Uh, a pitch, large, yeah. I mean, uh, Lord Finesse. Yep, OC, UMCs. I mean, they, like, come Man, on, now. come on, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was like, oh, we we sound a wild pitch, it's it's, it's a rap, like, right. <laughs> you know? And so, learning that lesson that you know, you kind of got to take your put, take your fate and put it in your own hands, too. Yeah, that was me on Subverse. 
Mm. I got signed to Tubbers, put out two singles, and I about turning my album. They're like, oh, well, here, we can give you all this back because we're done. <laughs> and so Doom left and, you know, Big Just left and Science of Life and, you know, whatever else. But, um, yeah, so, so as an MC, and now, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're in legal scenario with, with the Warriors and you're saying how public it is. So, like, you can't, I mean, not that you may or may not would have, but you couldn't write some flagrant battle rap and just, you know, put it on, on, the, on your YouTube page because there's, there's repercussions for that. You have to factor that in, right? Uh, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say that I couldn't. Um, they, 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 you must be real good at what you do. Flagrant <laughs> battle rap. <laughs> right, you know. Like, you, 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 could pull, you think you could pull a Nick Cannon and just start make a whole battle rap video talking the most flagrant stuff dissing some other person. And you think, you know, like Lake up and Bob Myers would be like, you, you, you kind of got him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I would like this. I can't, I can do anything that I otherwise would do. Like, I wouldn't. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Um, but I can do anything that I otherwise would do. Right. But, you know, I, I will say anything that I otherwise would say. Right. Okay. So you, you're you're aligned. I mean, your your self conscious knowledge of self is kind of aligned with it. So you know, I you you're not the type that would just go off off the handle on something. Next thing you know, it's like a Twitter. You know, legal head of legal and warriors just called so and so. You know, like all that. That would be a problem. But you know, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's not that's not your boy anyway. <laughs> right. So what what do you say have been your universal top three attributes that you have in your personality that that has aided you through all this transition from MC producer label owner into the legal of the warriors into writing you know the warriors to the you know to a dynasty point I mean you know what are the what do you think those, those traits are that you that you've developed that really have just guided you through yeah um I mean the golden rule try to do what do do to others as you would have others I mean that's that is the first thing um, and so just anytime, like you're creating relationships all the time and it's not just for the sake of a relate, creating a relate. I hate, you know, sometimes even that phrase, like you're not doing it in order to get something out of it. It's just being a decent person. That stuff comes around. Um, and you should just treat people the way you would want to be treated because at some point in time, you know, well, not because, but at, at some point in time, those people will be in a position to treat you. Right in a certain way and they often will treat you the way you treated them. Um, and so I think that that is just key to just success generally. Um, so I would say that um, having standards and an ethical foundation, um, you know, like that sustains that, that is that may maybe um, you miss out on short term things. Right. That allows you to have a long term career view, you know, that that allows you to progress long term. Um, so that carries you through the label and the beginning of the Warriors and, and like, especially like as, as legal, we have to be sort of that that um, that ethical pulse a lot of times. Right or the organizations that we're with. And so having that um, has, been, has been important. 
And then, you know, I would say just try to be creative, always trying to be creative. Like, right. even, even writing the most, you know, mundane seeming contract, there's creativity in that. There's a different perspective that you bring. And so understanding who you are and bringing yourself to the room or to the table and bringing that perspective that you have that's different than the next person's perspective, that's the reason that you should be at the table. That's the reason right. why at the table because if you're going to be acting if you're going to be just like the next guy but they got the next guy already so they don't really need you there right um, right bringing something different to the table that's why they that's why you should be there that's why you deserve to be there and so just you know being yourself and bringing yourself to the room for creativity right so what was what is or what was one of your biggest mistakes you've made along the way in your journey man um i don't think i got serious enough about life early enough. Mm. Uh, I think I could be a lot further along in my, in just in my life, my career, whatever, if I got serious about things at an earlier age. Um, you know, for a while, I was not a very serious dude. Um, right. You know, just kind of floating through and things were cool, everything was cool, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't as deliberate and as disciplined when I was younger as I am now. And so it took me a long time to kind of get disciplined and, 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 um, and uh, deliberate about things. So, right. uh, so at what age did you say you got serious? Um, when I went to about, about 29, 30. Right. Yeah, and, that's like, and I went to law school when I was 31. Right. So yeah, we had just put the first record out. We were running the label. You know, and at that point in time, I was like, all right, this is, this is real work. Like, like to your point, there's, there's a lot that goes into this. This is not, right. you know, I got to figure right. this, this out. And if I really want to try to do something with this, I got to be diligent about it. I have to plan it out, be strategic. With a gang of jokes, tune in, tell a friend, share the wealth of game. Take notes, these words spoke, release the chains. Free up the brain with ideas galore. So many career hacks, mentors to explore. Free up the brain with ideas galore. So many career hacks, mentors to explore for sure. I